friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, a personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. Today, Casey and I are talking about whether or not body trust is biblical. And you guys, I'm so excited to talk about this because one of the biggest roadblocks that Christian women have with intuitive health is this belief that trusting our bodies is the same as living in the flesh or glorifying the flesh, which is something the Bible warns against. This is a conversation I, like I said, am excited to have because at least for myself, I know when I finally understood this topic, it changed everything and how I viewed my body and how I viewed my relationship to eating and exercise. So Casey, just to start, can you kind of talk about why people, why Christians especially, maybe have a problem when they first hear, um, you can trust your body. Yeah, well, um, because I think a lot of it is that we have confused the words flesh and the body in the Bible because they're very similar words. And I we'll, we can talk about that in a second. But also, we live in a culture that does not trust our body's natural signals. And so we rely on things like meal plans of, okay, we know that this portion has this many calories and this many calories is good for this person at this weight. And so we rely on numbers and lots of external factors and not our intuition anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a pretty new phenomenon, even though we feel completely steeped in it. And so it feels normal. Um, It's it's pretty new. Um, It's pretty new thought as far as like, not just eating when you're hungry or stopping when you're full, um, because now we we eat when our diet tells us to eat, or you know we stop when we've had so many calories, even though we're still hungry, and so we beat ourselves up because we think, oh, I'm still hungry, but I can't eat anymore, and then you think about food because you're hungry. And so your body's sending your mind signals that you need to eat and you stuff those. And then you start putting the blame on yourself for being hungry when really it's, we're depending on someone else or something else maybe to tell us um, how our body should respond to and what our body needs. Um, And I know that I have a pretty big history with this too, which we can go into later, but um, yeah. So I think that's, that would be like the biggest struggle as far as, as uh, we can't really trust our bodies. And (laughs) I see a lot in fitness classes. If, if my friends in the fitness class, they're like, Oh no, I didn't wear my fitness watch today. Or I can't track my workout. It's like, Oh, well, guess it doesn't count, you know? Um, (laughs) when, so we, we kind of think that, well, uh, our success doesn't count if someone else didn't track it or if we didn't get proof Mm -hmm. in a picture, if we didn't post it on social media. And so a lot of our life is like pushed to the outside, to the external world when, and that is also pushing trust into things other than ourselves too. So it just kind of ends up being kind of a cycle. Um, so yeah, what about you, Aubrey? How have you, how have you seen it personally and just around you? 
Yeah. So I think there are, and you, there are, um, there's a spiritual component to this question. And then there is also this like culture component, which you kind of address that culture that we live in, which is like, no, our bodies can't be trusted. Like we, we sort of believe that, um, we can outsmart or biohack our bodies like Mm -hmm. that. We are that the, we believe in this like separated being that we're like brains or we're minds and our minds are like far superior and above our bodies, which are just like this lowly thing to be controlled and manipulated with every new discovery from science. Mm. But as believers, right, we, um, we know that like God created our bodies and that from the beginning, we didn't have all this information about um, nutrition or um, exercise or sleep or, or the chemicals that make up, um, different hormones in our body. We didn't have that information, but we did have like the cues that are given to us, um, through our bodies. And we Mm. did, so we had hunger and we had fullness and we had, um, you know, our intuition, which was given by God. And so, I think that's a really good point that you brought up. This is relatively new. Like we would not have done this hundreds or thousands of years ago because like we didn't have these things. Um, So that's kind of that component. And then I think the spiritual side of things, which I see when sometimes when I work with Christian women and they're beginning to learn intuitive eating is that they've been taught that their bodies are sinful, point blank, Mm -hmm. that their bodies are sinful, that nothing that comes from their bodies can be trusted. Um, And so they've got to use their self-control, their willpower to um, be better than their sinful bodies. Um, And I can see where this comes from. I mean, growing up in the church, like especially in a previous generation, everything was focused on um, purity and avoiding alcohol and avoiding cussing and avoiding smoking. And I'm not saying like, (laughs) I'm not saying we should go and like go to the other end on everything, but there was a lot of focus on like just controlling your behaviors and your body. Um, and, and not as much focus on connecting with the Holy spirit and living by the spirit. Um, and, that is kind of the spiritual side of things that I think we're going to get into. Like Casey said, the flesh in the Bible, Paul, especially Paul, he talks about living by the spirit and not by the flesh. And that word flesh can sometimes be mean body. Um, and sometimes it's used, um, mostly it's used actually in the Bible to talk about like our self-led efforts or like our selfish ambitions. Um, I think which I may be jumping the gun here. Um, but I think one of the definitions, I'm trying to find it for you guys because I wrote it down. It was in like the helps word study when you go and look at this word um, was basically our actions apart done apart from faith. Like whatever we do in our mm-hmm. own striving apart from faith, that's actually um, this living in the flesh that Paul was talking about. He wasn't necessarily talking about um, trusting our hunger and our fullness. So anyways, Paul was talking about um, the self-led efforts and not our hunger and our fullness and those cues that were given to God, given to us by God at creation, right? Adam and Eve were eating before the fall. So we know that those were designed into our bodies. Um, 
And we have a couple of scriptures I want to share really quick concerning that, because I don't want to just like give you these things and you guys be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) How can I just trust this person's word on it? Um, So first, the scripture that comes to mind when people are like, well, we can't trust the body. We can't trust the flesh is in Romans where it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So, right, like if God's if God's talking about like those who live in their bodies and listen to their hunger and fullness can't please God. That doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> like that's that's not making sense, right? But it's he's talking about like if you're living on your own apart from faith, trying to do everything in your own strength. Um instead of living by grace, empowered by God's spirit, right? That's what he's contrasting. And one more thing, just so we can be clear, he even says like, now the works of the flesh are evident or obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. That is not listening to our hunger and fullness and our needs for rest, right? I think we have to get so clear. That is so different. Um, And then he goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there there is no law. Mm. Um, So, okay, Casey, when you hear that, And you think about maybe your past with trying to like white knuckle control your eating because it felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, Can you think about like what fruit was produced from that? (laughs) And what fruit have you seen in your life um, from just letting it go and trusting the signals God put into your body? Oof, yeah, when you said that. (laughs) those who are living in the flesh cannot please God. I was like, oh, right. Um, because also Hillary McBride, she has this book called The Wisdom of the Body. And she talks about that word flesh, which I was like, oh, yes. Like we need this explained. Because like you were saying, we've separated our mind and our body. Whereas like God said, like, you know, the Lord, like, love the Lord your God. The Lord your God is one. And to love the Lord your God with all of your mind and your heart and your soul and your body. And so like this integration is key to our lasting health with God. And so when we are trying to do things apart from him, um, then it's not going to work. So like, you know, Paul uses the two different words. Um, the Greek word translated translated as body is soma. And the Greek word translated as flesh is sarks this S-A-R-X, and it's more often used to refer to meat, like a disembodied kind of way, whereas Soma refers to living, breathing, subjective experience of being a person or to a system such as a family or community. And so it's like, oh, wow, when I'm living in the flesh, when I'm living apart from that family, community, the body of Christ, I am isolated. I could just like picture myself as like this little gremlin, like, Oh, no, I'm going to like, 
keep this food that I want to myself because I don't want to share it because I won't have enough. And and then like, because I haven't been eating what I wanted to, and this is the only thing I want to eat. And so, and being able to like trying to do the whole eat clean and train dirty, um, was just like daily condemned me because I couldn't do it. (laughs) Um, and so it's like, we have these desires to please the Lord, but we don't have the ability to carry it out. So like Paul says in Romans seven, and Paul is not against the body. I think we want to make that clear is like whenever, whenever he talks about the flesh, he's talking about that disembodied, um, apart from faith thing. But he says in Romans seven, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So, you know, Aubrey and I, we both see so many women who come to us and they have tried to do the right thing with their health for years and they're exhausted and worn out just like we were um, trying to eat the right things, eat the right portions, um, work out so many times a week, do the right kinds of workouts. And we had this desire to do good, but we could not carry it out. Um, and that and so we have to like die to ourself. We have to dis- we have to die to that flesh part of us that says that we can do things apart from God because we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. in the end of that, Paul says like, "Well, thanks be to God in Christ Jesus, and in Christ who came as a body, so the body can't be sinful." And then when he rose from eternal life, it's not like oh, like whenever we can shed this body and then we'll be pure eternal spirit. It's like, no, he can't, he, he took his body back and now he's eternal body. He will never, he will, will live forever. And that is our future too. Um, so we have to start living in a way that we can, um, give thanks to God for the gifts of being in our body now. Um, and so, yeah, but like this morning, teaching, um, a class at the Y I was, we were laying down at the end and I was thinking like, we were laying on the floor. Um, we can have faith that the ground is holding us up and we don't even second guess that we don't, we're not like, Oh, I really hope this ground is going to hold me up when I sit, when I lay down on it. I really hope (laughs) this chair is going to hold me up when I sit down on it. We don't usually think that we just do it by training over and over and over, um, of being able to build up that trust in the thing and building it, building up trust in our body that we have built up the muscle musculature and, um, the motor patterns to be able to sit down, be able to lie down. And it becomes just part of our intuition. Um, and that intuition not being like this unscientific thing, but really it's like our body's way to protect us of, Hey, this is what I've learned. This is what I know. And now I'm just storing it here and we're just living it out on impulse because this is what has worked well. And so I think with body trust, um, we can be very narrow when it comes to body trust. It's like, we trust our body for a ton of stuff. (laughs) We trust our body for like, oh, we don't, we don't think about our hearts not beating. We don't think about our lungs not breathing. Um, our teeth chewing up the food, but we can't trust our body with hunger and fullness. Now that's something that we can't trust uh-huh. our body with. Or like, so Aubrey, what have you seen for the people who think, well, if I just start into eating, I'm just going to, I can't trust my body. I'm going to, I'm going to continue gaining weight and 
my health is going to continue to decline. What would you say to the person who has that fear? Mm, yeah, I think um, part of part of that is also tied into with to this whole what is the flesh thing because um, when we have when we are white knuckling a diet and we're restricting. Um, and then we have this experience where we fail it. Um, like you said, there's nothing good in our own effort, right? Like we have this experience where we fail the diet and we end up binging or like really overeating, um, on the thing that we were restricting. And so that tells us, then we, we store that in our minds as like, proof that we can't trust our bodies. Um, when really what that is fruit of is this, this like control that we're trying to hold on. No, we can't trust our own efforts and our own, like controlling everything by our own willpower. But when we let that control go and we actually eat enough to feed ourselves and nourish our bodies, um, our bodies are going to not have that experience of wanting to binge on everything and enact and in actuality, we see um, our bodies regulate our weight to a level that is appropriate for our genetics. Um, mm-hmm. It may not be like the weight of the model that you see or the weight of your best friend who is tall and lean, whatever, but it's your body's weight where you don't have to control your eating and your exercise, but really you just listen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just eat when you're hungry. You stop when you're full. You listen. To, you eat things that nourish you. You move your body in a positive way. And then we see um, a weight, our weight stabilize in this range of what we say, like anywhere five to 15 pounds. It's like this set point range that our body weight will move back and forth within, depending on the life stage we're at, depending on the season, um, you know, whether we're able to move very much or move very little whatever. And so it's, it's amazing. And when people can trust the process long enough to get to that, that's when it's like really awesome. And you're like, yes, this worked. But a lot of times in between is, is the hard, is the hard point. It's the point where you kind of have to step out on faith. Um, and, and just trust and we're not trusting nothing. We believe that we're trusting God, our creator. Um, we believe that we're trusting him because he made our bodies. And I, so I think that that's like a superpower that Christians have when they're approaching intuitive eating, that if you don't have faith, you don't have, um, you're really just blindly trusting in your body, which you have, you know, if you don't have faith in a loving creator, you have no reason to trust. (laughs) Um, so I think that's, hopefully that helped answer that question, but remembering that like your past experiences of maybe feeling out of control around food and exercising are often clouded by, um, rules, and restriction and self-led pursuits um, to control. And that's maybe why you had a negative experience with it, not because you can't trust your body. Yeah. And I think, you know, like God has given us that common grace as far as, well, like anyone can do this whole intuitive eating thing. Yes. But why do we (laughs) not add on? I think we're more of just clarifying. We're eating well and we're moving free by grace, because we know that's the only way that we can live free in our spirit and our body and our mind. And that it can be all connected like that Soma definition of body of being, um, not isolated as individuals, but connected and, and the body and a family and humanity in the body of Christ. Um, 
And so even like, okay, we do have, when we get to the point when we, when we know physically that all things are permissible, but not everything is beneficial, then we can be at a party or whatnot. And we can be around people who might be dieting and not able to trust their bodies. Um, and you know, sometimes it's helpful for the other person to, for us not to indulge in our freedom, but to be able to restrain so that, um, we can love them well, like in a Romans 14 type of sense. And so, um, so as far as like, yes, we trust our bodies, but mostly we are trusting the spirit and to be able to listen to our bodies as a reflection of our spirit of our like inner spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit's voice. And like the small, still voice is very similar to the small, still signals in our bodies that we can train by listening in and by noticing and by giving thanks every time we notice that, because that continues to cement that neural pathway and reminds us to go back to that same route again the next time and really strengthens. So so that it becomes natural to us, just like riding a bike. Um, and so body trust will not just be like this um, insurmountable obstacle because as we know, faith moves mountains and it doesn't take more faith. It takes a mustard seed of faith. And so, um, but being able like to trust in those small things, like, um, like I would say definitely open our, like to broaden our perspective of, like Aubrey said, a lot of it is, distrust based off of what culture has fed us about, um, what our bodies should be doing rather than what we feel like. I know Aubrey and I have both had children and I know that when I was um, pregnant and nursing, my hunger levels were through the roof. And then as soon as I stopped, I felt like eating was a full-time job for me. Um, and then once I stopped nursing, I was like, Oh, I'm suddenly not hungry. Like it's, it's the time it's like been two hours. I should be starving by now. And I'm not hungry. This is strange, but also, wow, like our bodies do regulate. And like Aubrey said, it can be scary at first, but we do have a lot of helpful training resources, um, to walk y'all through that. Um, we definitely would recommend, our masterclass first of stop dieting and start discovering the joy in food and fitness. And then if you can relate to that, then, um, we have 12 week courses that we coach you through. You walk through others, you walk with others through it. So you, and you're also reminded that not everyone's journey is the same. And that is the way it's supposed to be because it's our journey with the Lord first with each other <laughs> connected by love. So, yes. Um, so Aubrey, is there anything else that you wanted to add to that or can we give some other like practical pieces? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about, um, just that concept of listening to your bodies, but listening to the spirit first. And I think that can be, um, overwhelming or confusing for some people. And I think, um, to just give an example of how that might play out where like, let's just say you feel like your body's telling you to binge on the tacos, but the Holy Spirit's saying no, that could happen. Um, and that could be like, if you're having, and it wouldn't really, I wouldn't say it was your body telling you to binge on the tacos. It might be like just still that restrictive mindset of I'm never going to get these tacos again. Mm. Um, like if you feel like your motive, this is just a way, I guess, to kind of look at your motivation and, and try to decipher where it's coming from. 
So if you feel like your motivation for eating, I'm just going to use eating because I'm a diet, <laughs> the dietitian <laughs> here. If you feel like your motivation for eating is well, like rebellious, like I can't normally have that. So I'm going to have it tonight or it's, um, it's like, I'm going to start a diet tomorrow. So I'm going to eat a ton tonight. Then that is, I would say again, more rooted in that diet mentality that's still sticking around. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's something to just, pause and not condemn yourself for, cause that's a pattern, right? That's just a pattern of thought that we're going to like reform, mm-hmm. um, to pause and then just really connect to those physical cues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I truly hungry for this? And the answer is probably, yeah, you probably are hungry. Um, but I'm going to slow down, eat this with people, um, so that I'm not tempted to just binge on it. And I'm going to really just pause and ask, okay, have I had enough yet? Is it, does it still taste good? Um, am I feeling full? Do I need seconds? Okay. I'm going to go get seconds. So just using that moment to, um, practice again, tuning into physical sensations and, um, taking it up with the Lord, because I feel like the spirit's the one that kind of empowers us to put that stopper. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're on this train of like negative thought, whatever it is, it could be completely unrelated to eating. And you have a moment where you're like, wait, what am I doing? Why, why, (laughs) why am I doing this? Or why am I thinking this way? I, to me, I feel like that's the Holy spirit. Like, okay, you know, let's reconsider what's going on. So that's just a, maybe a practical, some of the nuance of how that can play out, um, in an everyday eating experience. I would also encourage you guys know, Casey started to mention our course, our 12 week course, joyful health. We do not just like send you off and say, okay, guys, trust your body and the spirit and go. Like there's 12 <laughs> weeks of content, right? And we start with guardrails, which is helping you make sure you're fueling your body adequately. So you're eating enough, you're eating often enough, you're getting all of your food groups, you're getting balance. And then we work through um, some of those beliefs and those fear foods one at a time. We even talk about, you know, setting healthy habits. So this is not just like no structure, free for all, you're on your own. I think God's given us each other um, to help share things we're good at or we're knowledgeable about and then learn from others because you know we can all learn from each other. And so that's what we do in our course. Um, a good place to start, like Casey said, is taking that masterclass. And then if you are kind of in between, because we only run the course twice a year, for 12 weeks, do we just want to be able to coach a smaller group and be more involved with you guys? And so we do it um, at the beginning of March and the beginning of August every year. But if you're in between, you've listened to the masterclass, we also encourage you to um, keep listening to this podcast and the blog and following us on Instagram, of course, but to get our body blessings, um, prayer and intuitive health tracking journal, it just helps you to take these things to the Lord in prayer, sort of like what we're talking to about, but through a journal and to also start to get to know your hunger and fullness and your physical needs through tracking. We're not talking about tracking calories or macros or even portion sizes, but tracking hunger, fullness, what you ate, your movement, your needs, all of that is in this journal. Um, So that's a really good place, whether you're before the course or you've already taken the course to just sort of brush up on your body's needs um, to start. Right. And I was saying too, yeah, on like the movement side of things, 
for whenever I train clients, um, a lot of people want to push themselves too much. (laughs) And so part of that too is like, it's, it's not the body trust piece, but it's like the diet culture piece as far as, well, no pain, no gain. I have to keep pushing through. Um, or if I don't follow through, then I don't follow through with anything in life and I'm just not a follow through person. And, um, so I think being able to being able to notice when you're having that dialogue that's going against your body signals as far as your body's telling you like, Ooh, that squat really hurts when I go down deep, like my knees are starting to ache. But if you, are you pushing through anyways, or are you listening to your body and being kind and kindness by the way, is doing what is eternally fitting for you. So we're not just thinking about what is good for our body, but we're practicing what is fitting for us because that is what Jesus gives us is what is fitting for us. And he trains us one step at a time. Um, and so, and sometimes it might be, Oh, I feel like instead of thinking about like how many calories do I have to burn? You start thinking about how much more energy do I have in my body to give or how much like stress do I need? Can I like burn off, um, as far as how you want to feel. And so like how you want to feel in your mind is very well connected to how you feel in your body. Um, so, and that the body blessings journal can help reveal a lot of those patterns. So, you know, we definitely encourage you to put things in black and white, um, put it in ink so you can kind of, um, and we're encouraging, you know, integration, And the journal part is helping separate the thoughts that do not belong to you as a daughter or a son in Christ. And, um, and so being able to put those down, you can be able to remove that from your mental space and cast it aside, um, give it to the Lord. And so, yeah, we, and I would also just leave y'all with being able to notice too in that tracker journal or just in the regular journal or when you wake up or when you're moving, just notice, Oh, my fingers are moving. I really took that for granted. There are like a million things happening in our body at any given time for us to be alive here right now. Um, for you to be listening to this. I mean, if, (laughs) if you dig into anatomy or physiology at all, then you will realize the wonders that God is doing to hold all things together, including our bodies. So, um, so I hope that this can really improve your trust in your body and more so lead to trust in your creator. Um, yeah. Aubrey, would you like to pray us out? Yeah. Yeah. I want to leave you guys with a verse that you may have read over before and thought, well, this doesn't really apply. (laughs) May not have thought it applied to this. Um, but the Lord really just put this on my heart, um, to share this with y'all. So in Ephesians 5, 29, Paul is actually talking to husbands, but he says, Husbands, in the same way, ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Indeed, no one ever hated his own body, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. And so I, if, the, if there's one prayer that I have for you guys listening and Christian women when it comes to viewing our bodies and our health is that we would start to view it this way, that we would nourish and cherish our bodies just as Christ 
nourishes and cherishes the church um, and move away from hating our own bodies. And we're also called to nourish and cherish other people's bodies. And I think that the two go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. We just see the value of bodies, um, our own and others, because Christ has called them valuable. So if we could, if we could reframe our mindset with health to get away from, um, you have to perfectly take care of the temple because it's what's right to do. And instead thinking about like, just God wants us to nourish and cherish what he nourishes and cherishes. Um, That's what we sort of pray for you. And I'm going to go ahead and actually pray for you. And then we will see you guys in the next episode. Oh, Casey wants to add something. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll just keep going on this. Keep keep going. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say something. So you mentioned the temple, but the temple is only holy because of God's presence. Yes. Yes. So... I think, yeah, we just, which is a whole nother episode. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just do another episode on that. Um, right. But by taking care of our body, we're really just nourishing and listening to the spirit within our body. So, (laughs) yes. So yes, Aubrey, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you pray now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, should I have even brought this up at the end of the episode? But I (laughs) couldn't help myself. Yes, you are as a believer are are a temple of the Holy Spirit simply because by faith, not by mm. any perfect eating and exercising. And we get to receive that with awe and thanksgiving and ask God mm. to help us to view our bodies um, in this positive light the way that He does. So yeah. that's why I'm gonna pray over y'all right now. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you so much for this conversation. I thank you that you are um, shining your light in this area of body image and um, food and movement and health, Lord. And I ask that whatever seed that has been planted through this podcast, um, would that you would water it and just continue to grow it in our hearts, in the hearts of the listeners, and so that they would grow in you and would just be more of who you created um, us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. And until next time, guys, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Bye. Hi. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and listening. And make sure you stay tuned for next week when we answer another one of your frequently asked questions. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so more people can discover joyful health by grace.